This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. Hello, this is Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and I would like to welcome you to our podcast this week. Our podcast is entitled Online Secured Testing, The Missing Link in Distance Education, and I am thrilled to have Pam Salbaca here with us today. Pam, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Many of you may know Pam. She's been in the industry a long time, and she currently is Executive Vice President of Criterion. Many of you may be familiar with Criterion. They are in the business of providing online secure testing solutions, and Pam has actually worked for over 30 years in information technology and specifically the last 20 years various executive management positions. She has been in computerized testing, e-learning for the last 15 years or so and for the last eight years she's also been an executive for hire and I might ask you what is executive for hire actually what is someone who does executive for hire actually do? Well I go into small high-tech companies as an acting executive so I have anywhere from one to three clients at a time and right now I'm consumed a hundred percent by the exciting things that are going on at Criterion. Wonderful. <laughs> Pam also has a Bachelor of Liberal Arts from Roanoke College and an MBA from the College of William and Mary. And not to not that she doesn't have enough time, or she also uh, has found time to be president of the Alumni Association at Roanoke College and on the board of trustees there. Pam, thank you very much for joining us. You're very welcome. I guess the first thing I'd like to ask is in the title you mentioned secure testing as the missing link. What do you actually mean? Well, it's interesting. The distance education model is a wonderful one for learning. You can learn at your convenience, at home, anywhere, anytime. And yet, when it comes to taking a proctored test, there isn't a great way to do it. There isn't a way that really fits that model. People have to go somewhere. They have to go to a testing center or find a proctor and there just hasn't been a good solution until recently and now the technologies are available so that you actually can do secure testing within that distance ed model so a student could take a test anywhere anytime and you uh, would know that it was a secure test and they would be proctored and so it's some exciting new technology and we think we're sort of filling that missing link Absolutely. Well, how do distance education programs actually test today, and why is, is the secure testing so critically important? Well, it's really been interesting in the research I've done over the last few years. It, I, I was fascinated by the fact that some distance education programs don't test at all. Uh, schools like Capella and University of Phoenix, they do other forms of assessment, portfolios, projects, presentations but they've avoided either intentionally or because there wasn't a good way to do it securely avoided testing and then other institutions have a go to a testing center model or go find a proctor 
um, which becomes very difficult to manage, very time-consuming for the student. It can be expensive for both the institution and the student. And so there has been an issue in the industry for quite some time for how, how can we do this better. It definitely is a concern, I'm sure, for schools and, and colleges and universities. From an industry perspective, why do you think testing is so important? And then, obviously, why is this product so important? Well, there, there, I think it's important to sort of define the, the notion of what is a secure test. And that really means, by our definition, you need to know it's the right person, you need to know they're not cheating during the testing process, and you need to know that your test questions are secure. Some of the industry issues that have a bearing on that are, for example, the Higher Education Act, where there's some verbiage in the act which now is being negotiated between the Senate and the House that indicates that distance education institutions need to determine that the person that gets a, a credential is the person that actually mm. did the work. And that's something, you know, when you have someone taking a test in their home, how do you know it's the right person? So the technologies that are available today can actually help you do that. Could you describe a, a little more how Tyrion's new technology helps ensure that the testing is secure? Sure. Well, if you look at those def that definition of security, first of all, we want to make sure it's the right person. So in order to, to do that, there are two um, technologies at work. One is the use of a webcam and a digital photograph that gets matched against an enrollment picture so that we can make sure it's the right person. Plus, we're using new technology that's called keystroke analytics. And the idea there, this is really cool stuff, but the idea is that we all have a unique typing pattern. And I know it's very hard to believe, and whether or not you're a hunt and peck typist or a really proficient typist, your pattern is different than mine. And it measures things like flight time and dwell time, meaning the time you spend on the keys and time you spend between the keys. And there's a lot of sophisticated algorithms behind it. But the bottom line is that you type in your username and password nine times, sometimes it takes more if you're not as proficient a typist. But, and then the, the computer recognizes that pattern. And then you go in to launch your test and you type in that username and password and off you go. But if I give you my username and password, you can try to your heart's content and you're not gonna get in. And it's, it's been, the technology's actually been around since the 60s, but it's just now really finding its application. And it's patented technology and it's at least as secure as fingerprinting, and you don't need an additional device, just a standard keyboard. So we actually were going down the path of fingerprinting, and we got a lot of pushback, particularly in the academic environment, because of privacy issues and big brother issues. And we came across this technology, and we're thrilled to incorporate that into our solution today. That is fascinating. Yeah, it's really hard to believe, but when you, when you see it in action, it's, it's really very exciting. That is exciting. Well, uh, can I, oh, can yes. I go on for, oh, the, yeah. the, um, so that takes care of, is it the right person? And then you get into the test. So are, is the person cheating during the testing process? And if you, there's a webcam, as I mentioned, commercially available webcam. And you think of on the other end of that webcam, there is a bank of proctors who are watching people take a test, looking for unusual behavior. They can zoom in on a particular student, rewind, move forward, and then take action based on our client's business rules. So if you'd want to stop a test or just make, have the proctor make notes, 
that can occur then. And then we have underlying technology also built in that looks at certain test response patterns that may indicate unusual behavior. For example, someone is answering the questions too quickly and they're getting them right. And that might raise a red flag. It doesn't say somebody's cheating, but it might raise a red flag to the proctor. So these red flags alert a proctor, and then again, the proctor can look and see what's going on. Might have indicated perhaps the student had the test questions ahead of time or whatever. So those are the two technologies during the testing process. And then we have a whole series of additional technology in terms of randomizing test questions and encrypting the test items to make sure that your test questions aren't stolen, somebody doesn't can't memorize them or print them out, put them out on the internet somewhere. So, and again, and it also locks down the browser so a student can't get outside the testing system. So there's a whole series of things that help us make the whole testing process secure. Well, I can see why Criterion is a leader in the industry. I mean, it has an incredible reputation. And I don't think there are very many companies that are even trying to address and tackle this issue. No, there aren't. To my knowledge, there is one other, and they have a very different approach. They've incorporated fingerprinting. They don't have online proctors, but it, it, we're getting a lot of attention, and I'm having an opportunity to speak at a lot of different conferences, etc., and I'm having a ball with, it, with the kind of reception that we're receiving from higher education and K-12 institutions as well. Oh, I would imagine. I'm sure there are issues that schools need to think about, and what are some of those issues that a school or university uh, should consider when they're doing their research on online secure testing? Well, there are a few things I think that are important. You need to ask the question of how secure is secure enough, and I think that there are some cultural issues that go along with that, and I think that it takes some time to sort of adopt this new approach. And there's a believability issue. I mean, I think you, you want to see this, you want to pilot it, you want to try it, and make sure it works for your environment. So it, I think it's a, it takes some time, it's new, and you just need to make sure everybody's on board, make sure the faculty's on board, make sure they understand you know, how to use the technology effectively and incorporate it into what they're already doing. Pam, you have been fascinating. The topic is something that I know most of our listeners are would be very interested in maybe talking with you further and looking into the product because it, it has been a point of discussion for years uh, in the whole online distance education world. Could you share with us some contact information or a website? That, uh, uh, people absolutely. Can... People can feel free to contact me, and it's uh, my email address is p. C-A-B-A-L-K-A -A -A at Criterion, and that's with a K, K-R-Y-T-E-R-I-O-N, online.com. And our website is www.criteriononline.com. Great. Will you spell Criterion again for that? Yes. K-R-Y-T-E-R-I-O-N. That's great. Pam, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Well, thanks for having me. This is Dr. Marilyn Gardner with the United States Distance Learning Association, and thank you for joining us. And if you would like to get in contact with me or find out more about USDLA, you can reach us at www.usdla.org. Thank you, and have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by Nova Southeastern University's Fischler School of Education and Human Services. 
The Fischler School has the largest graduate school of education at an accredited university, serving more than 14,000 students each academic year in some 55 cities across the United States, plus approximately 40 other countries. The Fischler School of Education and Human Services is dedicated to the enhancement and continuing support of teachers, administrators, trainers, and others working in related helping professions throughout the world.